Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Amen, Sister Friend. I have my friend and amazing podcaster and mom and wife and just amazing, incredible human being in spirit, Caroline Hobby, here with me. Hi, Caroline. Hi. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for taking the time to grace uh, the podcasters with your beautiful inspiration and your beautiful spirit. And I'm so happy to see your face. I know it's been way too long. I'm so happy that you moved to Florida and that you're loving your life there, but it does make it sad because I don't get to see you as much. And we had, we loved to manifest together, which I just, you have such a great spirit of believing and getting your vibration high so that you can actually manifest your dreams. And I always really appreciated that about our friendship. I do appreciate that about our friendship. Thank you. I do too. I like for the people listening, Caroline and I have been friends since college and we both went to Belmont and, you know, we weren't that close in college actually. And kind of just through the journey of life and being in Nashville just became a lot closer and really just became aligned spiritually. Yes. And yeah, we both just like loved talking about the, the larger um, ideas of God and life and vibration, manifestation, prayer, all of it. And it, it was always really fun talking to somebody that really would just like go there with you. <laughs> I totally agree because there are so many people who are definitely spiritual, who have a faith and all that, 
But it's a little bit different when you are talking about aligning with your vibrations and how what you think becomes what you actually experience in your life and how like you and I just are on that same level of the, of the higher force, the universe, all of that. And some people are like, what? You crazy? <laughs> but you and I are always like, oh my God, yes, yes. And then this, and then that, and then this. <laughs> yes. Well, and I love that too, because I think, you know, growing up in the church, which I know you talked a lot to me about how your mom is very open. And I love, like, I adore your mom. She's so yes. just amazing. <laughs> she is. But she's open to ideas and she's open to conversations around it and questioning things. And it's more like the, you know, creative side of, you know, just your, your raising. And then your dad was very, you know, just dependable and there and a leader. And I'm like, I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, you nailed it. That's so, <laughs> I love that. But, um, you know, the way we grew up, I feel like is very similar in that it's, it was very, you know, Southern and, you know, around a lot of religion and, um, not necessarily in our immediate families, just in that the Bible belt and, you know, Georgia and all of that. But you have always been so, um, explorative and I don't know if that's a word, but you've been so willing to question what has been taught to you and what has been told to you as have I. And so I think that makes it so easy for us to align because a lot of people don't like it when people question. Yes. So true. That is so true. Yeah. And I think it's, that's such a great quality about you because you're a, you're a seeker. Well, I probably feel, I mean, I'm sure we feel the same. And if something doesn't make sense to me and if I can't get to the root of why I'm supposed to believe something, that's not a good enough answer for me. Like I need to know, I need it to match in my heart. I need to feel aligned with my belief and I can't just take a belief. I think there are so many great things about religion, but I can't just accept everything that someone tells me and not believe it with my own soul. So I think that is why I am so curious. And that is why I, and I also like for me, I have a, I can't exclude, like, I feel like sometimes people who are very strong in their religion, it excludes a lot of people and it hates a lot of people. And I don't, I don't align with that at all. And so I've had to go on my own journey to figure out what my faith is and how I fit into the spectrum of all of that. And, you know, I encourage everyone to do that because my, I feel like my life has gotten so much more full of God and the higher power once I actually felt like I had a real relationship, not just something that was told to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uncovering, and I think we've both done that, really uncover a lot of what we were taught, questioned it, and then are still evolving and growing and on a journey of piecing those back together. Yes. And like seeing what, you know, it all means for us. Um, because I so align with that inclusivity and just allowing everyone to be on their own journey of finding their own peace and their own truth. And I know it's true for me and I know what my truth to be, but that isn't everybody's truth, you know? And so giving people that, right. Yeah. Giving people that space to be on their own journey and not, I feel like religion a lot of times really wants to tell people 
what they should be or fit them in a box or it's a projection of my own judgments on myself, right? And these own walls that I've built in my own heart and mind. And then I'm like, no, you have to have these boxes on your heart and mind too, or you have to have this certain belief system. And that's just not the case. You know, I feel like in a lot of religion, I, and I feel like the journey that we're both really on is just finding that be- what we really believe to be true that is inclusive and that that comes from a really just love. I think. I was going to say the same thing, Sarah. I feel I feel like all intentions are so good with so many organized things. Like you know, it starts off to be. Yeah so good and helpful and to keep people safe and to give you guidelines to living a happy, healthy life. And it all starts off so good. But I feel like where it gets lost is where the message of love gets lost. And that gets mixed in with people's own people's ideas and everyone's own ideas of how you have to be this certain way. And look at the world everyone is there there's so many different ways to live your life there are so many different types of people and styles of just like of just lifestyle and I I just think that like it would be silly to think that there's only one boxed in way to get to God or this higher power as long as love is your motivating factor then why would I want to define it any more past that for anyone else like whatever brings love and true love into anyone's life like that is your way that is how you know your path and I I don't think anyone can tell you what that is it it has to be your own discovery I so agree 1000% with that and I think it's so important as people find their you know their truth that we give people, you know, allow people to do that, you know, and keep that, allow, let, let people lead their life and love how they want, you know, and find love how they want. Um, do you know Richard Rohr? Have you heard of Richard? Yes. My mom and, and Amanda Satcher, who's married to Bill Satcher and a thousand horses. Yes, and mom, love Amanda. We went to a conference of his a couple years ago oh my. and I think it was, it was either Santa Fe or Albuquerque. And we went for like a four day conference and it was amazing talking about shadow self and light self and all of it. It was awesome. Yeah. I have known some of his work, but I'm just discovering universal Christ. Oh, tell and, me about it. Oh my gosh, Caroline, you would love it. It's, it's just this idea and it goes back and looks at different scriptures um, to not take away from the the amazing teachings that Jesus gave us about, about love and about non-judgment and about acceptance and about how we are truly the light of the world, right? Like we are the light of God in this world, the light of love in this world. And it talks about how we put so much emphasis on this idea that Jesus is this savior, but it kind of reframes it to where Jesus came to teach what love is and how, how you could live unified with with Christ, with God. So with like, with the source, with creator. And so it's just this, it's a shift in perception of like really seeing the holy and the God in, in everyone, like this conversation. Like I know that when you and I come together and we have conversations about spirituality, that like God exists here, right? That like yes. the spirit yes. of God is, I just got chills, but like the spirit of God is in this conversation. The spirit of God exists in the homeless man, you know, asking for 
a quarter or the the person that's, you know, deep in addiction and can't get out. Like of God exists in all of that. Maybe he's not in his full form in his full glory at that moment, but there is God in all of that. I agree with that. And I feel the same. I believe that every single person who comes to this earth comes as God is within them. They come and they have their own experience. They come, they're born into, we're all born into different circumstances. We all have different obstacles to overcome. But I believe God is in every ounce of the journey with everyone. And I've been struggling so much with the suffering of the world. Like, and you know, it's like, there's so much hate going on right now. And there's so much, there's so much division and it just feels so like there's so much suffering that's being exposed. And I struggle so much with that, but I have to believe that God is in the suffering because, and also I want to give a shout out to my friend, Lainey Crowder. She started a new virtual Bible study called life in the wheat field. Make sure you check that out on Instagram. She does a five minute virtual Bible study every Wednesday. And she's talking about how you can find abundance in every season of life. Um, and how like plowing the fields and all this, like there's so much pain that goes into harvest to getting to the harvest, which in life is like, I feel like we all want to get to the harvest, which is the shiny, beautiful spot that we think would give us pure happiness. But to get to the harvest of your life, you have to go through all this plowing and rains and like obstacles come in that ruin your crop and you have to start over again. And it's like, I believe that God is in the suffering and it's a part of getting to the harvest. And I think that's just what this life is. I think that suffering and, um, the suffering and abundance are, it's not like what, it's not like you don't have to hate the suffering. And I, I feel like I oftentimes just hate that people have to suffer that I have to suffer that they're suffering. But when you look back on every religious teaching or every movement that is like getting to higher power, there's always suffering involved. We can't, it's not, not here. So we might as well embrace that God is in the suffering as well. And there is something coming from it that will be greater and wouldn't have been able to happen if the suffering wouldn't have been made known, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is really one of the keys to allowing it to shape it into something new is the recognition in the suffering that God is doing something bigger. Yes. Trust. And I think that that, you know, that is what life is about. And I, I don't think that we have to suffer. I don't think that we have to go through challenging things to learn, grow, evolve. But I think that out of suffering, we either have the choice to evolve or to not, you know, we have the, either totally. to shift our mindset to a mindset of abundance and purpose and, understanding and trusting that God is doing something bigger through it all. Yes. And that's a, that's, that's a very hard, um, awareness to have, especially when you're in the midst of it, you know, and especially if you don't already have this kind of mindset that you and I evolved into, you know, like we've really evolved into believing this now when I'm in the midst of like a season that is not ideal or that's hard, I still have to like work hard to remind myself that this is for the greater good of myself and whoever I'm impacting because I have to, you have to remind yourself when you're in those seasons that you will rise and you will be more expanded and more aware and more able to impact in a, in a powerful way because you have learned from this season of suffering, but it's hard when you're in the middle of it. Cause it's, it's awful. No one likes it. It's terrible when you're there. 
I remember a quote that I took away from Onsite, which, girl, you know, I, I always am talking about Onsite. But I love Onsite. Girl, we do. Um, the first time I went, it was really kind of the catalyst that, Onsite was a catalyst that really kind of helped me begin a journey of like self-discovery, self-healing, um, and love, just choosing love, a perception of love. And uh, a quote that I took away was, your own personal healing is the greatest message of hope for others by Julia Cameron. So when you said, you know, you, you have to trust that God is, that you will rise, that even though it is painful, that you will rise and the impact that you'll be able to make and the healing that you'll be able to bring to the world around you through love and through your own triumph, through your own rising from the ashes is why you need to do it. You know, it's like my, my own healing is like the greatest message that like the world can do it too. Yes. You know, and so it's just like, that's why we rise. That's why we continue to trust that God is working all things together for good for ourselves and for just all of humanity. I love that because we need inspiration and truly I couldn't agree with you more that seeing someone else who's overcome something and then have a, a, a beautiful existence and a life and no longer hanging on to hate or pain, remembering it like you're gone through, but not holding on to it with bitterness or anger, I think is such a, is such a sign of God working in that person and what a gift of hope to the world. Absolutely. I mean, the greatest message of hope, I feel like it's like, wow, I can get through this. Cause I know I've looked at other people during suffering times and been like, well, if they did it, I can do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you said something a second ago, um, it, the kind of made me think about something I already wanted to talk about, but you said you feel like as babies come into the world that they have the knowing of God and they have God, you know, within them. So you just had a sweet baby a year ago. Yes. How is, has it been a year? That's crazy. I know. Sunny is your sweet girl. And how have you seen God's love and manifestation in her? In your life. God, I don't know why I'm tearing up about it, but I think um, at first off, it's made me check myself and everything that I'm doing because she is so pure and she is so curious and she is so, um, she's just so she's love, you know, like what she puts out in the world is just her absolute truth. It's not, she is not filtered by experiences that have like wrecked her or hurt her soul. Or she, she's just so, she's still such just like a blank canvas of purity and her, and her true self is really just shining all the time because that's all she knows how to be right now. She hasn't had the world tell her how she needs to be. And she hasn't had all these other influences tell her how she needs to be. And so for me as her mom and for someone who has been on a spiritual journey for so long, I want her to have an environment where she can stay truly herself as long as she can, if not forever. And know that, yes, there's going to be the world impacting you. But I just want her to feel 
so grounded in that she came here as herself. Like she chose, I believe she chose this life and this existence and her purpose is her purpose. No one else's. And I just, it's so important for me to help her uncover that and for her to genuinely experience what she came here to experience and genuinely become who she came here to be because we all have unique a unique set of gifts and a unique drive and a unique feeling of what we want to express in the world and what we want to how we want to impact the world and what we're drawn to and what makes us curious and where we feel like we thrive and I just always want her to feel so grounded and so confident that what she's interested in, what her gifts are, who she is, is who she should always be. And so I just put a new level of responsibility on me to check myself and to be very intentional about what I am okay with. Because before she came around, I was kind of okay with a lot of stuff. Like I didn't really filter. I mean, you can't like filter the world because it's everywhere. But like, I don't know. I'm just like much more intentional about how I present myself and how I, what I choose to let take hold of me and what I focus on because I just don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything rub off on her. Of course stuff is going to rub off on her. She's, I mean, there's every child, their parents don't get it right all the time. You know, it's like, there's going to be stuff I do that is not great for her for for whatever reason, even if I'm trying my best, but I just want to do my very best to keep her experience as true to herself as it can be. And so that involves me checking myself and making sure I'm not bringing in rubbish because I'm letting stuff affect me that isn't keeping me at my highest self because I need to stay at my highest self so I can help keep her lot, her, the soil for her life good and right. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. Everything you just said is everything that you would want parents to understand. You know, I think a lot of times, and I'm not being a parent, just being kind of a witness, I see a lot of parents that have kids to fit into what they want out of their life and, you know, the perfect like pictures or just whatever. There's so many different, you know, avenues to go down in that, in that realm. But I think when you see a parent that really understands that this is a unique individual, that's a gift from God. And I, as a parent am not supposed to tell this person who they should be. I'm supposed to cultivate a space to allow them to be who, who they want to be. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. Like I do. I mean, Sunny wears her diapers most of the time. Like I don't have cute outfits. I don't know how to put her in bows. Like it is so rare that she's in a coordinated outfit or like a a picture perfect experience. But like that is actually the opposite of what I want for Sunny. I want her to wake up with the wonder that she has and to wake up feeling curious for who she is. And like, let's discover that every day. And how can I help you discover that? Because you are so important child. You are so bright. You are, you're going to impact the world. And I say that to her every single night before I go to bed, I'm like, bless this child. You are worthy. You are whole. You have a purpose. You came here to bless this world. You are shining such a light on this world. You are kindness. You are everything good in this world. You are talented and you're inclusive, you're loving. And so I just want to nurture that so much. So she doesn't have to go through 20 years of therapy to finally get to canvas where she can like become who she wants to be because she's overcoming all of this shit that she had, you know, that was piled on her. I want to try to keep her canvas as clean as possible so she can just be her bright light. And of course, I mean, that's wishful thinking. I know we live in a fallen world. And so stuff is going to happen. But that is my goal every day. That is how I wake up and try to parent her. And so, I'm gonna, uh, things will happen, and I'm, you know, you can't pr- you can't protect your child from everything. But that is how I wake up every day with my intentions for her, because I just want her to shine as bright as she can and live the life that she wants to live. You're a good mama. Well, <laughs> it's emotional. It makes me emotional because it's such a responsibility, and I just, I just want her to, I just want her to have the best shot. You know. So tell me what inspired you to start this podcast and what your hope is for the podcast. And I think it's amazing you're doing three a week. I was like, oh my God, you're a rock star. That's so awesome. (laughs) Well, you know, my intention with the podcast is to just spread more light, love in the world, to be a cheerleader for the people that need a little cheerleading, to be a message of hope. And to share whatever tools I have 
you know, I know, we all know, no one's perfect. I'm the furthest from perfect to that as a, you know, anyone, but I have um, been through some challenging things in my life and overcome some challenging things in my life and continue to choose a life um, that is viewed through the paradigm of love and that is lived through the paradigm of love and um, acceptance and non-judgment and inclusivity. And like I said, I'm not perfect, but I do know that there are certain tools and teachers that have got me to where I am today um, to be able to make those shifts when I do choose fear, when I do view life through the lens of fear or separation or judgment, just to get back to that place of love. So essentially just sharing all of that and having important, meaningful conversations with other women that are in the community and um, women that have um, insightful, inspiring things to say. So, I mean, we've talked about doing me doing a podcast for a long time and um, it's been something that's been on my heart and I finally felt like I was at a place that I was really ready to make the leap and um, do it. You know, I had a lot of imposter syndrome, which you know, oh, who doesn't? Yeah, just feeling like, who is she? Like, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do I think people should listen to me? Like, what? Exactly. I tell you something, Sarah. Who was I? I don't know who said this. I always have so many conversations swirling in my head. But <clears throat> somebody said, if if you're putting out positive things, especially into the cyber world, then you are absolutely the farthest thing from an imposter, and you're doing. <laughs> a service to the cyber world because with all the darkness, we need light people. We need people who are putting light out there. We need it. We need to counteract that darkness with light and turn it into a place that is a good, that does have goodness to offer, that does encourage and inspire people, that leaves people feeling better about their lives or feeling like they're not hopeless or feeling like they can overcome whatever dark spot they're in. And even if it's just one person, like truly, I don't, everyone always says that. If it's just one person, thank God you were able to impact that one person. It's, it's important. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. And that's kind of been the main driving force for me. It's like, if you, you know, who cares what people are going to have something to say about everything that you do. Of course. As long as you're putting out with loving intention stuff that will help people give hope to people, give light to people, give light to life to people and empower people to then go and be the light and be hope and be the love. And so then you're not, I'm not only putting it out there, I'm creating, we're creating an army of light an army of love. And like, that's really what I see is like the bigger thing. And I'm like, okay, I don't have time to be sitting here. Like, no, in a little bitch about woe is me. Like there's work to be done. You know, there's, there's there's some, there's the world needs this so desperately. They just need everything, all the love, you know, all the possible. And the world, the world needs people who are passionate about spreading light to spread that light. And you are one of those people. I am one of those people. It is a passion of mine. I don't want to spread light because I want everyone to be like, oh my God, look at that person. She's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's great when you're recognized and people give you attention. Like everyone loves that. But like the true work that I'm doing and that you're doing is so other people can take their candle that's not lit and 
grab a little bit of the flame that you're putting out there and light their own. And then they can go take their candle and they can spread that to the people that they're around. And we all have to band together to put this light out there. It's, it's especially on social media and forces like this because it, we got to keep the light spreading or else the, I mean, the light will always overcome the darkness, but we all have to do our part to keep that light going. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am so thankful that you're doing this. Well, thank you. I'm so thankful that you're giving me this inspiration and perspective because I love it. <laughs> well, it's necessary. And especially right now, I don't know why. I just feel I am I'm tired. I did a post about this maybe yesterday or the day before. It's like be a good person, but don't spend your life trying to prove it. I am so tired of trying to prove that my intentions are good and that I want everyone to like me and that everything I'm doing is for the higher power. Screw that. It is. Everything I'm doing is truly because I feel called to do it. But I'm so tired of making sure that everyone knows that and that I have everyone's approval on what I'm doing and that it's fine and like I don't want to step on anyone's toes or I don't want to get it wrong. or I'm never trying to do something to hurt someone. I'm only always trying to put a good message out there. I am like at a point where I'm like I'm really starting to get unapologetic about it. I'm so tired feeling worried about upsetting someone or getting it wrong or someone having something bad to say about me. I know my intentions. They are so good. And yeah. however, if someone doesn't take them, it's really not on me. I can't, I can't, and I'm not saying if I get, make a mistake, I won't apologize and correct it. If I right. truly like just miss, wires were crossed, you know, but right. besides that, yeah. When it comes to spreading good messages and having conversations that are meaningful, I'm like unapologetic about it now. I just don't, I don't care. I don't want to let fear stop me from putting out stuff that needs to be heard to encourage people to live a life that gives them joy and love and happiness. I totally agree. And I'm tired of apologizing for those larger things and even smaller things. I was on Instagram the other day and I posted something and I spelled a word wrong or did the wrong form of the word. And I like, what? realized that I did it. Nobody said anything shockingly. And <laughs> I felt the need to like repost it with it crossed out and respelled. And right. so, so I ended up doing an Instagram story and I'm like, why am, are we constantly like, like I, and I realized that it rooted down in, and I kind of shared this on my story too, but it, it was rooted in me feeling, not wanting to feel stupid. Like yes. at some point in my life, somebody had been like, you're an idiot or you're stupid or whatever. And so every time I misspell a word, I'm thinking like, I hope no one thinks I'm dumb or, you know, I'm a pretty face. Like, I don't want people to think that I don't know how to like spell or what, you know what I mean? It's just that you're not smart or that you're not, that you're not more. Yes. yes. And so I'm apologizing for it. And I'm like, no, I need to go back to the root of this thought and, and, and change that. Yes. The root rather than trying to go and like mask over like, oh, I'm sorry, I misspelled this. Like, I shouldn't give a damn if I misspell a word. Sarah, <laughs> it's like on a, like a major I agree. document. <laughs> I agree. And I think that, I think that that is, it's just, we all feel like we have to be perfect and that, and beca because of social media and because of this larger web of people that we're connected to now, it's like we're constantly comparing ourselves and we think, oh my God, that person has it all together. They're so perfect. I can't keep up. So I need to try to at least make it look like I'm keeping up on my Instagram or my social media. And I, but no, we're human. It's never going to be perfect. And I'm actually to the point now where it's like, I'm, I'm really trying to get comfortable to post the things that make me uncomfortable. 
because I don't want to be another spot that looks so buttoned up and perfect and unattainable. Like I hate that because that's not real. That's not who I am. And that doesn't make anyone feel good about themselves. Like the full picture of a human, it's not all buttoned up and perfect. And we are going to have typos. We are going to do things that other people don't agree with, but that's just being a human, you know? And so it's like, we have to share that part too, or else people are going to feel unworthy or that there's a, that there is this level of per- perfection that is real and it's not real with anyone no matter who people are following or looking up to it is not real with anyone everyone struggles everyone messes up everyone doesn't get it right no one's perfect and I, I think that we've got to share that part yeah I so agree when you and I'll um this will kind of be the last question but I want to just give I, I always love the idea of taking like whatever tools or whatever ideas you, uh, anyone has to get back to, to love. And I know that you are all about viewing life through the lens of love. When you're in a space of separation or you've made a mistake or someone has wronged you, like how, what are some tools or what is your way to shift back to get your mind and your heart viewing life through the lens of love? I am so in tune with my gut, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If, if something feels wrong in my gut, I've, I can definitely, I do not let that go by. Like if I have like a, a sick feeling or if something is causing me uh, disruption and peace and love in my body, I have to analyze where is it coming from. Why do I feel this way? Like I can't just carry it around with me and let it add on and add on and add on and like and push it down. Like I have to like immediately identify it. I have, if I've done something on accident to upset someone, I have to immediately address it with that person in love. I have to, or if there's like a bigger issue going on with like a, just a world issue, I have to figure out my stance on it. And sometimes that might take a while, but like I have to fully investigate why my, my gut feeling is off and why I don't feel centered with God and love at that moment. So I will, I will do whatever. And I am all about conversations. I will hit up someone straight up and like have the conversation. I, some people don't like to have like conversations of, um, with different, you know, like if you are worried about controversy or like, I, I know I'm always going in with love and my intention is always to leave making that person feel seen and heard. I think that's another thing. Like you have to know that everyone's opinions and thoughts are valid. And just because you don't agree, that's fine. But like, don't go in assuming everyone's a bad guy. Go in and try to like see their perspective, hear them, and then come up and then come up with a solution that really is the truth. It's like just you just maybe missed wires. And so I don't know. I have to always check my gut and I have to figure out what's wrong with, with my gut to make me feel weird feelings and I have to clear the air. So I do that. And then, sorry, what, could you ask me the rest of the question? I, I rabbit trailed so much. I don't remember. No, no. I mean, it was, it's great. It, it was just how, how do you get back to viewing life through the lens of love? Like any tools or any tips and, um, you know, anything okay. on that really. And then, um, the thing that really holds me up is like I was telling you earlier, all the suffering in the world, like I really get hung up on suffering and that really takes me away from love. And so 
this is a big tip I've been doing lately, especially with everything going on. And it's impossible. Like one person cannot heal the world. Like no one has that ability. But what I can do is everything that I feel torn up about or everything that wrecks my heart. Instead, what I used to do was I used to just crawl in a hole and feel so depressed about all the things happening. And I would, I would just add sad energy to it because I would just feel so sad as well. But I've really been learning instead of feeling sad, I need to send so much love and so much light and send all of the healing energy that I can to whatever situation is happening that's out of my control and send all the love and then I have to bless it and let it go. And then with things that come into my life that I actually can impact and help and be a part of that fit in my world that I can actually get my hands in involved with, then serve there and make an effort and make an action step where you can in your own life and community. But when it's too big and you can't fix it all, I just have to, instead of feeling sad and depressed and hopeless, I have to send all my love and light and energy for that situation to find resolution, to find light. And I feel like that helps lift it up. I mean, I really do. I think energy is powerful. So that's my tip because I hate feeling depressed and sad. It's so, and it doesn't, it makes my light dim. And I know the biggest blessing I can do is what you were saying from that quote earlier is to shine as bright as I know how, because that shows other people that they can shine as well. And so you got to stay bright. But it's hard, especially when you are like an empath, which I'm, I'm an empath and I'm sure you are too. Like I feel everything of everyone and it can really take you down. So you, I, I really had to figure out tools to keep my light shining even in a dark world sometimes. Well, thank you for that, Caroline. I appreciate that. I definitely resonate. Can I ask you my final question? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yes, absolutely. Oh, sorry. Okay, so I always like to end with leave your light. Um, what do you want people to know? The, that viewing life through a lens of love is possible. That choosing love is possible. And I lived my life in a way for a very long time, not really understanding what that even meant really to like even see life through the lens of love, but to choose um, love over fear um, in every situation has become really kind of just what, what I do on a daily basis. And like, you know, just talking about shifting back to that lens of love, it's, um, you know, really through meditation, through prayer, through a lot of teachers, um, just learned that that's the way I want to live my life. You know, that being cynical and being judgmental and kind of bitchy, it's like, even though it can kind of be fun and you can kind of find your people in that, you know, they say like, if you don't have anything nice to say, like, come sit by me. And like, I've been that person, you know, and I've, I've bonded with people over negativity and I, it, it got me nowhere, but, but feeling bad and feeling negative and feeling separate from the world and feeling like there's not an answer and that I have to be separate from the world and that I have to feel this way. And that's just not the truth. I can simply surrender. And that's like the hardest part, right? Just getting to the point of prayer, the point of like that surrender, but like I surrender to you, God, and I choose to see this situation through the lens of love. 
And it's getting to that point that's always the hardest. But once you get there, and if you really mean that when you pray it, then God just comes in, like the spirit, the energy, whatever it is, comes in and changes that that situation and the way you view it, the way you feel about it. And kind of like you giving all your, your love and light to the world, it's like just allowing God to come in and change the way you feel about a certain situation and help you see it differently. It's very, very possible to, to live through the lens of love. So. I loved what you just said. I loved that. And I do think that is so important because so many people do bond over negativity because it's, it is kind of fun. I've been there too, where it's like, oh man, it's kind of fun just to talk shit about this person. And like, you can really get it going. And then like you have this connection with that other person because you're talking bad about it. But really, what good does that do? What good does that do? I think it's fine to acknowledge where you don't see eye to eye with someone. Right. I don't really think there's ever a point to just rip someone to shreds just to make yourself feel better. I've done that as well too. And it's just like, it's, there's no benefit to that. It doesn't make anyone better. Absolutely. And it definitely, it might give you that quick fix of like feeling good for a second, but it does not pay out in the long run. Mm-mm. I love that, Sarah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think <laughs> or where I am today. I think it's amazing. Well, everyone listening to Amen Sister Frank, go check out my friend Caroline Hobby on Get Real with Caroline Hobby. And Sarah's going to let me also feature this on my podcast. So everyone listening to Get Real with Caroline Hobby, go check out Amen Sister Frank. <laughs> What's your handle? These Is it So Sarah Ann? It's So Sarah Ann, yes. With an E. With an E, yes. And then Amen Sister Friend podcast is the Amen pop- Sister Friend. I love that. I love that. And yours is Caroline Hobby. That's where everything is. Just one stop okay. shop. Yeah, I yeah, love It's it. all thrown in there together. I'm just like a big Heart bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caroline, I love you. Thank you for allowing me. Oh, I, no, no. My podcast is Caro Hobby. C-A-R-O-H-O-B-B-Y. Sorry. Okay. I don't even, my brain's so scattered. I don't even know my own Instagram handle. <laughs> Girl, I, I can't remember all of the handles either, which is part of you to keep it all in one place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not, there's no strategic planning on my part. It's just, <laughs> I cannot keep up with anything more. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. Well, I love you, Caroline. And I, I love you too. The rest of your day. Give Sunny a kiss for you, kiss for me, and tell uh, your sweet hubby that I said hello. I will. Thank you so much for having me on. I loved this conversation. It was so life-giving to me. So thank you so much, Sarah. Me too. I love you, Caroline. Amen, sister friend. Amen, sister friend. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. 
and we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.